0: Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. The American church today is facing a crisis which desperately needs to be addressed. There are thousands of people in this country who call themselves Christians who go to church and are yet unable to to when asked to give a basic definition of the gospel. Um, There is an epidemic of people in the American church who do not understand the very foundation of the faith that they claim to hold to. And I don't know about you, but this seems like a big problem. Um, Just off the top of my head while thinking about this, I'm reminded of uh, 1 Peter 3, where Peter says, um, to always be ready to give a defense of the faith that, or the hope that is in you. Uh, well, how are you supposed to do that if you don't understand what the hope that is in you is? Uh, um, so the foundation, what you don't know what the foundation of your hope is. Uh, you can't. The question then is, how can this change? Well, the first thing I think that we need to do is our, we ourselves need to understand the gospel, right? Um, so what exactly is the gospel? A lot of people will say something like, "Well, it's Jesus dying and and um, and then being raised again on behalf- for for your sins, so that you can be redeemed for your sins." Now that's true, uh, but I think before that, we need to realize a couple things. First, we need to realize that we were created to be perfect. We were created to be uh, this. Uh, in perfect harmony and communion with God in a way that uh, no other creature was created to be. We were created to live in harmony with him um, and communion with him. Uh, we were created to be perfect. And then uh, as you know, we fell. We we chased after our sinful desires. We, uh, we turned from our uh, per- perfection and we chased after sin. We disobeyed God. Uh, To use an example or an illustration that Jonathan Edwards uh, uses uh, since the fall, uh, God, in his um, sermon, Jonathan Edwards' sermon, In the Hands of an Angry God, he uses this illustration of God holding us just over hell's fire and if he wanted to at any second he could just dump us in. Every one of us. Every one of us is that fallen. We are sinful we are depraved we are wicked um, and praise be to God for his redemption through Jesus Christ. Uh, that that's This is the gospel. We need to understand we are fallen, we are broken and as, then as a result of Christ's death and resurrection we can be freed from our Sin and the condemnation of God's wrath on us, and have hope for eternal life and sanctification in the middle there. Um, so, uh, a lot of people will also say, Well, um, uh, how are we supposed to live that, or whatever? Um, so, we see this. Gospel. We see this gospel and we say, okay, now what do I do as a result of that? It's not what would Jesus do in this case. It's how do I live as a result of that? Um, Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be reading from Galatians. Galatians, I think Jared mentioned it earlier. Galatians 1, 6 through 10. Uh, But before we do that, I'd like to pray one more time. Dear Lord, thank you that we can uh, come before you in uh, this place and with the fellowship of other believers in the local church. Help us to uh, hear your word and be in awe of it and the glory and the beauty of your gospel. Uh, thank you for for the gospel, for Christ's so, uh, death and resurrection and salvation from the sin and the weight of, God's, of your wrath that was upon us. Help us to live in light of that. Uh, Help us to read your word with uh, open eyes and hear it with open ears. In your name, amen. So Galatians chapter 1, starting in verse 6. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. So First, um, Paul is astonished that they are so quickly deserting Him who called you to the, in the grace of Christ, turning to a different gospel. He's astonished. Why? Uh, I think it's because he, he understands the beauty and the glory of the true gospel. He realizes this is amazing. This is glorious. This is the gra- grace and the mercy of God laid down His life for us. Why in the world would you turn to another gospel? I am astonished um, that the that the church is turning to another gospel, and then he says, Not that there is another one, uh, there is no other gospel this is the gospel there there is no good news apart from Christ. We are given this, and we live in light of it because uh, this is the this is the only good news we can 't do anything righteous on our own I mean we can um, uh, where is it in isaiah it says uh our good works are as filthy rags uh even our good works are worthless (laughs) apart from christ um again praise god that we are redeemed through christ to uh, be able to worship him um but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preached to you, let him be accursed um, James 3.1 says not many of you should become teachers my brothers for we know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness uh, not many people should be where I am right now <laughs> uh, not many people should be preaching the word because there's an added weight to it um, I forget who said it. Maybe Jared knows. Um, uh, I I fear no man, but I tremble every time I come before the pul- come into the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was maybe a Puritan. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> there's you're you're held accountable for what you say, uh, and and same for these these men who are preaching the, a false gospel, um, which is why Paul says, "Let him be accursed." Um, turning to um, Matthew eighteen, uh, what does a curse mean? Uh, the word here is anathema. It literally means excommunicated. They were not to be part of the church. So uh, Matthew eighteen fifteen through twenty is Jesus speaking on how to um, how to confront sin in the church. It, it says, "I'll just read it real quick." If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. What Jesus is saying here is that if two or more people come and say that this person is not a Christian, then God will affirm it. Uh, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. If the church says, okay, this guy is preaching a false gospel, then uh, God affirms that. He is accursed. He is... um, well, there's always grace. There's always a possibility for redemption. But um, at the time that this person is accursed, he is damned to hell, in a sense. Um, uh, and another quote um, by Dr. Allen. Wait. Okay. In the commentary I read when preparing for this, a quote stood out to me. Um, Instead, We are not to be dazzled, as many people are, by the person, gifts, or office of teachers in the church. They may come to us with great dignity, authority, and scholarship. They may be bishops or archbishops, university professors, or even the Pope himself. But if they bring a gospel other than the gospel preached by the apostles and recorded in the New Testament, they are to be rejected. We judge them by the gospel. We do not judge the gospel by them. As Dr. Alan Cole expresses it, the outward person of the messenger does not validate his message. Rather, the nature of the message validates the messenger. The gospel should validate the preacher, not the preacher validate whatever he's saying. There is, um, there is one true gospel, and if you are not preaching that gospel, then you're preaching nothing. Your your preaching is worthless. Um, the The gospel is the Christian standard of good preaching, and if um, if a preacher doesn't preach it, he's, he should be cast out uh, anathema. He should be accursed. Um, Then verse 9, as we've said before, now I say it again. If anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. He says it again. This is how important this is. Uh, If we need to hear it again and again and again and again, so be it. Get rid of the false teachers. (laughs) Don't listen to them. Don't have anything to do with them. This is not a trivial thing that Paul is talking about here. This is the gospel. This is life or death. Literally eternal life or death. This is something that uh, needs to have a weight behind it. Um, If anyone is preaching gospel contrary, let him be accursed. Uh, And then he says, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of christ Uh, he's not trying to please man Uh, nobody wants to hear that their pastor might need to be excommunicated uh, or that everything that the church has been teaching them was a lie nobody wants to hear that that's not a message that uh that's not a light message that's not something that you would just say flippantly if he were trying to please man, then he would also, he would fit in his own category. He would be preaching a false, false gospel. Um, so how do we <clears throat> apply this? First, we can't be timid. We, we need to stand up against false teachers. We need to uh, refute them, and we need to uh, confront them if necessary. And uh, <clears throat> And if you're going to a church that has false seizures, leave. I, I mean, it, it's easier said than done, but that's what you got to do. Um, so another thing, how do we know if we are being taught a false gospel? Um, <clears throat> so do you know how bank tellers uh, know how they how to find a counterfeit bill. Uh, They go to training for a period of time and they're constantly handling real money just over and over and over and over again so that as soon as they are handed a counterfeit then they know it immediately because they know the original so well and so, so well (laughs) that this other one they're just like no way this isn't it uh, this, this should be the same for us For we need to pour over the gospel we need to understand it we need to read it daily it's a, it's a daily occurrence or we need to encourage each other with it so that as soon as we're presented with a false gospel we can just push it push it aside um, the more in a, in a proper marriage the more you know and more you understand your spouse you should learn grow to love them more right so in the same way the more we study the gospel and the more we read God's word then the more we should grow to love God so uh, leave you with these two again Uh, we can't be timid and every false gospel needs to be refuted Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com Or you can like us on Facebook.